Join Planet Fitness now through March 16th and get the PF Black Card for zero enrollment in $22.99 a month. You'll enjoy an upgraded experience with tons of perks. Like access to more than 2,000 locations worldwide? Yep. Super soothing hydro massage chairs? Yes. Can I bring a friend every time? Sure. Can my friend be a horse? Mm, nay. Uh, sorry. Get the PF Black Card and feel fit-tacular. Zero enrollment, $22.99 a month. Deal ends March 16th. See Club for details.
evening, good evening, welcome to Blessings by Grace Radio. Tonight is Thursday night, October the 11th, 2018. We are in the Apple Valley Studio tonight. We're critically acclaimed Bishop, Founder, and Overseer of the Greater All Nation Pentecost Church of Jesus Christ, conveniently located at 8516 South Compton Avenue, Los Angeles, California, 90001. We're in the Apple Valley Studio tonight. With the Honorable Dr. Bishop Alfred Moore, he is the leading founder and he is the shepherd at Greater All Nations Pentecost Church of Jesus Christ Incorporated. Tonight is our weekly Food for the Soul Bible study sessions where he will give you what thus saith the Lord. He will speak and teach with the word of God like no one will be doing else tonight. So if you're not busy and you can hear us in Radio Land, get out your Bibles and follow on this biblical journey as he spiritually feeds you. These messages are meant to keep you week after week after week as he spiritually feeds you. This is our 517th show since we've been on the air. We have 500 plus shows that we've done consistently and we're praising God for those numbers. We're thanking God right now for giving us the opportunity to be on the air. We're also thanking God for other people who believe in us just like he does. Blog Talk Radio, TuneIn, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iTunes, Google Play, the Play Store, the App Store, and so many more out there. All of you in all of the 65 countries plus 63 ministries around the world and in the United States that are sharing us, we say thank you, thank you, thank you, and God bless you. And we will continue to keep all of our listeners and the people that share with you online and our ministries in prayer. We will continue to pray that your ministry grows stronger and stronger. And for those of you that listen to us in the smaller third world countries, if you're out there suffering, remember God is able. He will intercede and he will take your prayers and petitions to the throne of grace and he will answer them. God is never late. He's always on time. So everybody get out your Bibles, take out a pencil and a paper, take some notes as Dr. Yonah Dr. Bishop as he schools you in this biblical journey. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, my bishop and pastor and my founder, and also my grandpa, lucky enough for to be my grandpa, the Honorable Dr. Bishop Alphamore. God bless. God bless you in Radio Land tonight. Amen. Thank you, amen, my granddaughter tonight for bringing us on as she normally do. Amen. With power and inspiration. From the Lord tonight. We're so glad tonight, amen, to be with you on this Thursday night. This is the day the Lord has made, and let us be glad and let us rejoice therein. And today is a good day because the Lord has made this day. We are going to bring you food for thoughts tonight. And as my announcer has said tonight, we are so grateful. We are so grateful for, for so many supporting, amen, this broadcast. And we give all glory to Jesus for this. Amen. We are not trying to take any for ourselves, but we know this is an opportunity to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I thank you for your support and your prayers. Amen. That you are constantly giving us. Amen. We want to win souls to Jesus Christ. And that's exactly what we are doing. Amen. So God bless you. It's going to be food for thoughts tonight. We're going to the Word of God, amen, 
We always can get a thought from the Word of God, and it can be food for our soul. In the book of Second Corinthians, amen, chapter 10, verse 4, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 13, 1 Timothy 1, 18 and 19. And 2 Timothy 2, 1 and 4. He let us know tonight that Paul is encouraging this young man, Timothy. Because Timothy was a young man just beginning his coming to the gospel, he needed someone to be able to instruct him in the path of righteousness. And Paul was a mentor to Timothy. Second Corinthians 10 and 4 says, For the weapons of our warfare are not current, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Our weapon that we fight with is not current. And this amen is speaking primarily to Christians, and especially it is encouraging young Christians, amen, that our weapon that we fight with is not a current weapon. It's not a gun. It's not a knife. It's not uh, anything can do the physical body any harm. Amen. But it's mighty through God to pull it down stronghold, through prayer, through believing in Jesus and delivering Amen. Believing that Jesus can do all things. He says in Ephesians 10, chapter 6 through 13, Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Speaking to young people tonight, you that is taking a stand for the Lord and you're saying that God has called you into this ministry, we are encouraging you everywhere over the face of the earth tonight to be strong. Be strong in the Lord, not strong in your knowledge and in your might and the way that you think it should go, but be strong in the Lord. And you got to put on the whole arm of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Put on everything that belongs to the Lord, that we, and you might be able to stand. Young people, I know when we are young and we just call to the ministry, we we feel like, amen, we can overthrow everything. We feel like we sometimes know everything, but that's not the case. That's when Paul is instructing Timothy. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers, against the rulers, of darkness of this world, against spiritual weakness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole arm of God, that ye might be able to withstand in the evil days. Days is going to get tremendously evil. Take on the whole arm of God, that you might be able to we're standing evil day and have done all to stand. When you did all to stand, 
and you don't seem to can stand in the most stand anyway. Because sometimes in this life, you're going to face a consequence. And, and you, it's going to be that I don't did all that I know how to do. And it seems to still not working out for me. Well, I want you to stand anyway. Because when you can't carry yourself, Jesus is going to be the one that carry you. First Timothy 1, 18 and 19 says, For this charge I commit unto thee, son of Timothy, according to the prophecy which went before on thee, that thou by them might war a good warfare, holding faith, and of a good conscience, which some has put away concerning the faith. And they have made a shipwreck. Everybody didn't hold fast to the faith. Young people, when you take on and put your hand to the gospel plow, make sure you are not intend to look back and go back into the world. Second Timothy two one and four. Paul says, Oh therefore my son, he is putting him under his arm, under the knowledge of what he have went through. Say, Be strong in grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the thing that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to be faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure, endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that wars entangling himself with the fast of this life, that he may please him who has chosen him to be a good soldier. Now, the Lord has called you young men, you young women to be good soldiers. And don't be worried about pleasing mankind, but I encourage you tonight, is to please the one that has called you out of darkness into this marvel light. Second Timothy 4, 7, and 8 says, Paul was encouraging him and looking over his life, he said, I have fought a good fight. It wasn't easy, but I fought it. Everybody didn't like me, but I stood. I didn't get everything I wanted, but I pressed on anyway. I fought a good fight. Paul knew his time was coming to an end. I have finished. I didn't start and stop, but I, I have finished my course. I finished. 
The race is not given to the strong, another battle to the swift. But he that endures until the end, the same shall be saved. you got to finish your course. It's not by going out there trying to make a name and get a lot of popularity, but it's about finishing this course that Jesus Christ has called you. I have kept the faith. I didn't deny the faith under no circumstance. No matter what type of philosophy was out there, then I had to face it. I did not deny the faith. Young people, I'm an old man myself now, and I want to encourage you, don't deny the faith. Don't deny the faith of Jesus Christ. All young people want most of the young people to be just like them. Do what they do. Believe like they believe. But don't you deny the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown. Paul was seeing his destiny. Amen. Coming from money. He said, but there is laid up for me a crown. I got victory on the other side. I got victory. I done made it. Paul, in essence, saying, as a crown, there is authority is laid up for me. A crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, should give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all of them also that loveth his appearance. There's a crown that's laid up for you. It's a struggle on this side. It is a struggle. I will not tell no young man or no young woman. It's not a man of struggle. It's a fight on this side, but you've got to battle for holiness. There is a battle, amen, for holiness. And as we're living in the day and time now, there are so many preachers that lower the standard of holiness. But when you can see one that God has called, as Paul, amen, uh, called Timothy his son, amen, and, and, and knew where Timothy come from, he said, I knew their mother. I know your mother, and I know your grandmother. And Timothy I am persuaded that this thing is in you. I know you've been taught right. So don't let the welfare of this world trick you. Stick with Jesus Christ. It may be looking good, amen, for a while. Everything may be glittery. But remember, you're carrying the cross of Jesus Christ, and you are a soldier. And anybody carrying the cross, the load's going to get heavy. And a soldier should never neglect his post. The welfare is describing the enemy is pitched. The soldier of a good warfare, a good fight, put up a good 
fight. Just don't put up any kind of fight, but put up a good fight. Endure, endure, endure hardness as a good soldier. You young pastors, if you're going to live for Jesus, you're going to have to endure some hardness. It may not be one year, it may not be two years, it may be for a length of time, but amen, in order for you is to do what the Lord say, you're going to have to endure some hardness as a good soldier. Stay true to God. Don't worry about man, but stay true to God. The battle for holiness is part of a war against evil. The battle for holiness is part of a war against evil. Paul said, every time that I attempt to do good, evil was present on every hand. And every time that you and I attempt to do good, we got to fight against evil. Evil is going to be there. The devil is not the only enemy. We always want to put things on the devil, but amen, the devil is not the only enemy that we face. You see, well, Bishop, what else do we face? We're going to let you know tonight there are more enemies, amen, than the devil. We want to point to the devil and put everything on the devil, but he's not the only enemy that we face. In fact, he is not the primary enemy by Paul the Apostle. The three major enemies of the believer are the devil, the world, and the flesh. That's your three major enemies that you've got to fight against, the devil and the flesh. Our biggest and most lifted problem is the flesh. Your flesh is the greatest enemy that you have. And when I say yours, I'm talking about mine as well. There is nothing contrary to your spirit than your own flesh. We will consider each enemy tonight as we study the word of God. They are all able to destroy our inwardly part. If we allow them, I'm talking about Christians now, you that Got, have your, you've been born again, and you got your faith in Jesus Christ, amen, and you took a stand, you're going to have to fight the devil, the flesh, and the world. Christian is not powerless. Though we may, though we have a mighty weapon, With which to fight, and the devil will make you think you're powerless. But if you have received the Holy Spirit, 
as Jesus has told us, he says that after that you receive the Holy Ghost, you shall have power. You're not powerless. The Lord given us, he has given us power. In 2 Corinthians 10 and 4, for the weapons of our warfare are not crowned. Mighty through God in the pulling down of strongholds. Amen. God is able is to pull down strongholds. God is able to destroy what we cannot destroy. The greatest access of any army is its soldiers. If you got some good soldiers, you can tear down some territory. And if you train those soldiers well, you got a powerful force. As soldiers of the cross of Jesus Christ, we have the responsibility to wear a good warfare. We got a responsibility, amen, to fight a good fight. The Lord gave us a responsibility. We must have a commitment to Jesus that we're going to honor his word. A warfare, we got to endure, endure. Yes, it's coming against you. Your old flesh don't want to endure nothing. My old flesh don't want to endure anything. But we're going to have to endure hardness as a good soldier. You have to endure it, young people, young men, young women, you that is going out there on the mission field and trying to be evangelists. Ministers, you won't have to endure hardness and stay true to God. You said, Dr. Moore, I didn't know it was going to be like this. But the Lord knows you. He knew who he called, and whom he called, he would qualify. From weapons, we have the word of God, prayer, the word of God, the word of God. Our weapon is the word of God. Just think about it. In the beginning was the word, the word, the word. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God, and the word was God. We got one of the strongest weapons that there is to fight with, and that is the word. We got prayer to, that we can we can talk to the word. But you got to have some self Denial. You got to be able to deny your flesh of what he's always craving for. You're going to have to be able, young people, is to deny your flesh. We want God to do this for us, and we want God to do that for us, but we don't sometimes want to deny the flesh. And we have fellowship. The early church, they enjoined 
and they found strength in the apostle doctrine, fellowship, and the breaking of bread. They would go from house to house breaking bread. And I don't talk, I'm not talking about no natural bread. I'm talking about Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Breaking the word, they would go from house to house, fellowship, and breaking the word of God. And spiritually unity, unity come in and bound them together. Praying. And upon them breaking bread and praying, God put in the process great miracles was performed among them because they were dedicated to the word of God. They battled for holiness. They let holiness stand out in their lives. They represented something. No matter how much the outside world would make fun of them. They had a standard to keep. They had a God to glorify. And they they battled for holiness. In this 20th century we're living in now, Lord have mercy, what is holiness? It ain't too many people battling for holiness. Some of everything is going on in the name of the Lord. But look, God's eyes is in every place, beholding the good and the evil. He's going to be the judge. Young people, I'm encouraging you to endure hardness as a good soldier. The ultimate outcome is not a question. The church will be triumphant. All the church is going to the church is going to make it. The name of Jesus Christ will be exalted. Whether you uplift him or not, Amen. His name is going to be exalted. Whether it's in this generation or not, his name is going to be exalted. The victory of the church will be. Full and final. Oh, we are overcomers. If we can just stay there in Jesus Christ and and endure hardness as a good soldier, we are overcomers tonight. He that overcomes shall inherit all things. Don't let the world fool ye, amen. The things of this world that is existing and not to say, man, that God don't want to bless you because he does want to bless you. For these things are merely temporary. They're mostly to please the old flesh. But God has things that eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, the good things that God has for those that love him. We would not need to Await the final triumph in heaven. However, to have, we can have victory right now. You don't have to wait till you get to heaven, amen, is to praise the Lord and give glory to the Lord. You can do it right here on earth. Victory belongs to us. 
You can't be ashamed of this gospel that we preach. A lot of folks call it foolishness, but if you know the real thing, you can't be ashamed of it. We can we can we can walk in victory as believers. While still on the earth, we can walk in victory as believers right here on earth. We can be a holy, a victorious people if we will identify the enemy and use our weapon. Identify the enemy. Don't let the enemy hide behind the word of God. Hide behind a robe. Hide in the choir. Identify that enemy. Use the word of God. Use our weapon. And rely on the captain of our salvation to lead us to victory in this life and the life that is to come. Amen. We got victory on this side, amen, and we're going to have victory on the other side. The warfare is described. One of the greatest dangers is to mistake the kind of battle we are going to engage in. I want to say, man, be real serious about this. Any Christian, any beloved Christian that really love the Lord and obey the Lord, when you go into battle, know what kind of battle that you are going into. It would be a disaster. For military strategists to assume the enemy was fighting with a a convention weapon only to discover that there was attack with chemistry weapon that the enemy didn't know what they they was fighting with and they go in prepared for one thing and they're fighting against another they're going to lose the battle when you go to battle you ought to know amen what to bring is to fight that battle it would also be a tragedy to assume the enemy was attacking from the north when they were coming from the south. You got to have strategy. When you get ready to battle, amen, you got to have strategies from all sides. You got to look from east, west, south, and north. You just can't look from one way because, amen, you don't never know what way our enemy diverse itself. You don't know what way he's going to come and hit you. But you got to be prepared on all sides. The important point is to accurately access the enemy of our soul. You don't know, Amen. The enemy of our soul gonna hit you when you don't think not, or hit you at a place that you don't think that he would hit you at. You don't know whether it's gonna be in your finance. You don't know whether it's going to be your husband or your wife, your children. You don't know whether it's going to be a sickness in the body. You don't know which way the enemy is going to hit you. 
we must also invent our weapon. We can then plan to win a great victory. We will consider the kind of battle we must wage in order to be overcome. It is not wise to be unrealistic concerning the strength or weakness of our enemy. We will discover that we have great weapons at our disposal and that the captain has never lost the battle. But don't underestimate the enemy. The enemy of your soul, don't you underestimate him. Our enemy has fallen into three categories. The flush, don't underestimate your flush. Your flush is more powerful than you think it is. When it's fighting against your soul, your flesh don't want your soul to win. The devil, the devil don't want you to be no overcomers. The world want to draw you unto itself. We hear the most about the devil and the least about the flesh. The devil is pictured as the villain in many stories. And even in some Christian testimony. We always talk about what the devil has done. How powerful he is. He does not have power. We give him power. For instance, it has been said, the devil made me do it. And I know you heard that old saying when Flip Wilson used to say that, amen, the devil made me do it. The devil didn't make you do nothing. But we always want to blame somebody, and we always want to put things on something uh, to try to clear ourselves. So we put it on the devil. The devil gets credit for a lot that he is not doing. He may plead with it, but he did not do it. The devil's gonna take it anyway, man. Cause y'all, y'all, we always blaming him anyway. But let me tell you, amen, it's more than the devil. It's more than the devil is after your soul. We can have victory over each of our enemies as believers. Now, if you are a believer, you ought to be strong in Jesus Christ. These signs shall follow them that believe it. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. We ought to have some power in Jesus.
We must not assume the battle for holiness is a futile one. Every child of God can have a new sense of victory as he studied the word of God, because the word of God, every time you study it, it increases. It gives you a little more knowledge and a little more knowledge. I don't care how many times you read that same scripture. When you read it over again, God let that scripture be multiplied and give you more and more knowledge of that word. There is nothing like the word of God. And if it's he let everything come in a time of your your generation that you might understand what somebody else in their generation may not could understand. God revealed this thing right through His Word. The flesh, the flesh is a mean old enemy. Yes, Amen. The flesh works on me. Ah, the flesh, Amen. Don't want me to pray like He know I should pray. He don't want me to fast at all, but I know he's the lion, the father of lies. Don't want me to, amen, visit people like I said. The flesh is an enemy to you. The flesh, the flesh is our greatest potential enemy that there is. Your own flesh. So, amen, if you want to see your enemy, look in the mirror, and you're going to see your enemy. You are your own worst enemy. Look in the mirror. And you're looking at your worst enemy. That is yourself. The flesh, it is more dangerous than the world of the devil. The flesh is more dangerous than the world of the devil. The flesh is dangerous. Because the flesh always wants to be in control. But Jesus says, amen, we must crucify the flesh. Bring the flesh under submission, under subjection. Don't let the flesh rule a Christian, but let the Christian rule the flesh. And that is to say, as many things, amen, that you might want to do in life, but it, it, it might not be expediently unto God. And you, you you don't do it, amen, because you're not going to let the flesh rule your spirit. It is dangerous because it does not look, the flesh don't look worldly or it don't look devilish. It looks just like us. The flesh looks just like us. Look in the mirror tonight, amen. Tell somebody, look in the mirror, amen, and you'll see your own worst enemy. That is the flesh. But you don't think, amen, your flesh is, is so bad. You color your flesh and you print with your flesh, amen, and you admire your flesh. The flesh ain't nothing but the devil. Trying to destroy your soul. We can't see it, and, and many of us don't want to see it. It looks just like us. It looks what we, it like what we like. It goes where we go. It has the same interest in that we do. Ever what amen, we our our spirit really want to do. The flesh got the same interest. But it, 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 it but it is still trying 
to pull you down and still trying to destroy you. It go to bed with you. It rides with you. It eats with you. It sleeps with you. There is nothing can get any closer to you than your flesh. We pamper the flesh. Ever what the flesh needs, we're going to, amen, make sure we get to the doctor or get to somebody, amen, that can pacify this old flesh. We, amen. We love to pacify the flesh. But it is no good. As we have heard, time in. No. Then we do the world of Satan. The epistle has far more to say about the flesh than either of our other enemies. We are in parody to that sub of the devil, of the world, if the flesh is under control. We will be defeated only to yield to its weakness. If you yield to the weakness of the flesh, then you will be defeated. If you are old man the flesh, And the flesh is speaking against the word of God, telling you how to live. You're going to be defeated. James 1, 13 through 16 says, Let no man say it when he is tempted. I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempts he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own love. God don't make nobody sin. If you sin, if you are a Christian, and if you step out of the will of God, you did it on your own love, your own desire. The flesh was craving for it, and amen, you just went out there and did it. It wasn't God. You did it. You can't entice God with evil. Then when lust has conceived, when lust got you just where it wants to be, you know, amen, you done wrong, but amen, you are in the cradle of lust, and oh, amen, you done forgot God. And you fit to let lust have its way, but amen, lust is setting you up for to take your soul. Then when lust has conceived, it bringeth forth sin. Lust going to bring forth sin. All of that glory that God has put in your life and all of that power that he has given you, you're going to let a strict of lust come and take all that away from you? You're going to let sin come now and range in your mouth by that you should obey it and the lust thereof. And when sin has finished, when sin finished with you, it brings forth death. When sin finished with you, it done told you down. You could be a young man, a young woman, good looking, but when sin finished with you, it'll tear you down. 
sin will tear you down. Do not err, my beloved brothers. Don't err, my beloved brother. Don't listen. Don't you listen to the devil. And don't you listen to your flesh. The devil may have been the mistake of assuming that Satan is just as powerful or evil as God is for good. They said that just as evil is the opposite of good, the devil is the opposite of the Lord Jesus Christ. The ideal is false. Jesus Christ is God. But the devil is only a fallen angel. You can't compare the devil and God together. Remember, God made the devil. He was not the devil in the beginning, but his name was Lucifer, one of God's archangels. God made him. And when he decided that he wanted to be like the Most High, he allowed sin to come into his soul. And that's where we come up with the word devil or a deceiver. It is assumed by some that the devil knows everything they do. The devil don't know everything that you do. And I'm going to tell you why he don't know everything you do. This too is false. Satan is never omnipresent or omnipotent or omnipotent. He is a created being who sinned and lost his standard with God. He is not God. He, he can't think like God do. He is a created being that sinned. He sinned. Satan sinned. And that's what he's trying to get you and I to do is to sin. The way to the sin is death, children. If you sin and you don't repent, you're going to die. The wedge of the sin is death, but the gift of God, which is Jesus Christ, is eternal life. He is a created being who sinned and lost his standard with God. And listen, if you sin and you don't repent of your sin, you're going to lose your standard with God. He cannot indwell or behave, or believe. Nor can he intimidate one who is walking in the spirit. You can't. The devil can't scare you if you're walking in the spirit. If you're really walking in the spirit and you're a child of God, the devil can't intimidate you. He has tried to scare you. He has tried to bluff you. But you know you're standing on the word of God. And it is important to know, however, that the devil does have much, he have a much different ability to those who submit to his rule. 
Our purpose is not to explore his involvement within, uh, with unbelievers. We want to see what the Bible says we can do if he come around in the battle for holiness. If the devil come around in the battle for holiness, we must keep our relationship with Jesus Christ. First, we must keep our relationship with Jesus Christ first. Don't get stale. Don't allow him to contaminate you. Don't allow him to bring you to some of your weakest point by some of the things he bring up to you. We should never become obsessed with the subject of the devil. Don't let amen the devil ruin you or you're thinking of being blessed by the power of God. We emphasize a lovely walk with the Lord Jesus and submit ourselves to him. We are to walk in the spirit and then the devil can't cause us no harm. Walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk in the spirit, children. I'm talking about you that has truly been born again. James 4 and 7 says, Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil. When you see the devil, don't go toward him. Amen. Go another way. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. James instructs us, to resist the devil, although his admonishment is certainly important, our victory over Satan begins by our submission to God. When you see the devil come, amen, or coming to you, quote the word of God. Stand on the word of God. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. Flee from the devil. Get away from the devil. You see your soul is being in jeopardy and you about to be tempted to fall, amen. Leave that place. Get from around your friends, amen. If they're causing you to be weak, leave them. I have lost many so-called friends in my lifetime that I thought that they were really my true friends. But just because I was lifting up the name of Jesus, and at that time I didn't even realize it. The enemy was working through them. They didn't like me as much as I thought they liked me. But when I was out there doing everything they did, went along with everything they did, oh, we were chummy, chummy. But when I came to Jesus and was telling them about the goodness of Jesus, their love was not for me like I thought it was. And I lost a lot of friends of those that I thought were friends. The world is the next thing we want to explore. The third enemy of which we may, which we should be aware is the world. The Apostle John cautiously, he cautioned us about 
the dangers of the world in his first epistle, First John 2 and 15. And the reason says, love not the world. Neither are the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. First John 2 and 15. We have such a hard time with Christians today adjusting to this particular scripture. But it means exactly what it said. Don't you love the world? Because the world don't love a Christian. I'm here to witness, amen. The love does uh, the world does not love a real Christian. Because we are opposite one from another one. We don't do the same thing. Come out from among them and be ye separated, says the Lord, and I will be your God and you shall be my people. The world and Christianity does not agree. To love the world means that our affection are not on God. If you love the world, your affection is not on God. We live in the world, but we are not part of the ungodly activity of thinking of this world. Beloved, it has been a blessing to talk to you tonight. This is Dr. Moore, along with the staff tonight. We love you. Amen. And we are battling for holiness. We will be back next week if the Lord delay his coming into the hands of my announcer. Thank you, everyone, for participating listening in tonight. A beautiful coming from Dr. Bishop Oscar Moore. We will be back next Wednesday and Thursday. For prayer and Bible study, if you're going to be a great donation on Sunday, we'll see you then. Good night and God bless everybody. Bye-bye. Excited for a road trip? Start it off right with auto coverage from American Family Insurance. J.D. Power ranked us number one in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance shopping experience among mid-size insurers. Get a quote at AmFam.com. American Family Insurance. For J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit JDPower.com awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.